0: Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports, the esports podcast that is focusing all about the big topics that you need to know about. Rather it be franchising, the future of esports, or the Olympics, we are going to be talking about it. My name is Andrew Nimsgurn, and your host for tonight. And a little bit about myself is I am a marketing and entrepreneurship major, go to a super small college in uh, Wisconsin. I'm not even going to tell you where it is because you will not know where it's about. Um, I kind of came up with the idea for this just because I love esports and marketing i have a couple problems that whenever i have passions i just want to push them together and somehow i got a podcast yeah not where i thought this was going either but yeah i play a lot of league of legends um playstation nerd as well and all that kind of stuff um really i'm just here to talk about esports help you guys understand what is going on in the big pictures and i have two awesome co-hosts with me today as well the first i'll let you introduce is james hi there i'm uh james graham i'm Canadian. I'm from uh, Nova Scotia, uh, a
1: lot of places that people don't know. Um, I'm a healthcare security officer. Um, I don't really have any formal education, uh, but I'm a huge, huge uh, esports nerd. Um, I started with League of Legends. Uh, this, this very first year that I started playing League, I got into the esports scene. Um, I also used to uh, raid in Warcraft a ton. And I was a main tank for a long time, ran my own guild, ran my own raid team, um, and now I'm just kind of sitting around waiting for Destiny 2 to pick up as well. Um, and I guess I'll pass it over to the other host, uh, Dylan.
2: Hey, everyone. I'm Dylan Beal. Um, I also go by Beal for Real online. Um, so a little bit about me. I am a tech consultant by day and a eSports jack of all trades by night, I guess. Um, so for the past couple of years, I headed up Penn State eSports. I was the president over there, so I did a lot of event coordinating and working with communities and building communities. And now I work at a startup, kind of providing event support to a bunch of different collegiate organizations, so still working within that community. And overall I play a lot of different esports, you know, um, everywhere from Hearthstone to Here's the Storm to Fighting Games, I kind of play it all, so kind of doing a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, thank you both for introducing yourselves, and again, thank you all for tuning in to our very first podcast. Um, Just kind of a little bit more about this, each week we'll be talking about one to two major topics going on the esports kind of realm each and every week um we will be publishing uh on monday nights and we will be recording sundays eventually you will be able to line and watch us on twitch as recording joking around all that kind of stuff and get the unedited version but for now we're just releasing as podcast on monday nights but this week's big topic will be franchising as a lot of you guys have been knowing that overwatch first kind of came up with it they had the big overwatch league and they're doing franchising all over the world for that first competition and now just recently, the NALCS has also announced for League of Legends that they will be doing franchising and that uh, they will be allowing 10 teams for their inaugural season and Overwatch will be being allowed 12 teams for their first season. So just as a little bit of background beyond that, um, I just have to want to actually jump into asking Jamin and Dylan, what is your overall kind of aspect or what do you think about franchising for esports as a whole? Do you think it's better for overwatch Do you think it's better for league of legends do you think there's possibly one esport that'd do better just kind of what are your initial thoughts of this whole kind of thing going on i guess i'll kind of get right into it um
1: it's 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 a bit of a foreign concept to me i guess um just where every every other franchising model has already been so so pre-established it's been you know it's been like that for years and years and years and seeing something new that's starting up and moving into like like something like that it's it's kind of like a, sh- a bit of a shocker, but um, uh, I, I, li- I like to think that the the current one with Le- with League going introducing it makes a bit more sense than Overwatch, just because um, it's far more uh, regional based. Um, it's all it's all centralized in in America, um, whereas Overwatch is kind of taken franchising to like a whole nother scale. And they're saying, screw it, we're going to you know we're doing the world, we're incorporating everything. Um, I just saw recently that Shanghai recently. Uh, Release their logo. they the Shanghai Dragons, I believe, and for them to be playing alongside the Dallas Fuel, like that, who which is another team that was recently released. Um, that it's kind of kind of weird to me, just because of like so many different, uh, you know, different backgrounds and stuff like that.
2: I, I think it's a pretty good thing. Um, to be honest. Um, I mean, there there is some downsides to it. Um, definitely, a lot of the esports old boys will definitely feel. A little dirty with this to be honest because um you know even just like five years ago esports still felt very small and was still very like a center like a small core community that was really driving it and you had all these different tournaments that were popping up that were just basically community run and then now you're having games that are just completely run by um, the organizations who made them so like riot and blizzard which that's not inherently a bad thing um but i think for a long time esports watchers it's going to take some getting used to but for the overall popularity of it and the health of these games to kind of keep driving them forward and keep them popular i think it's it's necessary for it for it to happen
0: yeah and i definitely agree with you Dylan. a little bit um i think franchising will be a good thing for uh, esports in the long run um obviously there's going to be growing pains for overwatch not as much but for league of legends i mean The system's been going on for a couple years. Everyone seems really happy with it. There's changes here and there, and the internet complains. But really, what's new? Um, I think for the long run, it will be impactful just because it's going to allow esports to grow so much more and get to that mainstream level. Because not only is there going to be so much more money behind it, I'm just looking at some of the owners of some of the Overwatch teams alone. I mean, we have the Craft Group. We have uh, Comcast Spectator that owns... Almost every single Philadelphia team. I mean, some of these backers for the esports teams are billion, billion dollar companies. So all this influx of money coming into esports is just going to be huge. And I really think that's going to be um, beneficial as a whole for um, esports, especially Overwatch. Um, So for League of Legends, though, we don't really have the announcements of teams or anything kind of like that. We do know that 10 of them will be announced. Um, do you think that they're going to go a lot more towards a way of letting these big name kind of let the money do the talking and that's how people are going to get into the NALCS? Or do you think it's going to be kind of the more traditional TSM, um, Misfits, those kind of teams that are going to get in it? Or do you think it's a mix? What do you guys think the outlook of that's going to be for uh, League of Legends? I think, I think we're already seeing a
1: major shift. Like, I mean, one of the, like, one of the, like you know, quote-unquote founding fathers of, of the League of Legends NALCS has just been denied. But Team Dignitas, even though they're backed by the 76ers, um, which is, you know, a huge organization on its own, mind you, they are struggling a bit. Um, that's, for them to be denied at Phase 2, is from my understanding, that's, that's insane. And I think that really speaks volumes for what we're going to see as a trend. Um, and on the on, in contrast to that, where uh, the Golden State Warriors, uh, the organization, uh, just secured their spot. So uh, you know, it's it, I really think it's going to go. It's more monet, like monetary based, um, vice the old boys club sort of thing, right? Um, I like I'm even fearful for some of the teams that are currently established that are pretty big right now. I understand that a lot of it is basically going to be based around like viewership as well. Um, like Dignitas is not pulling good viewers um, the Dignitas fan base is struggling um, especially because the, the organization is in itself the last split I believe or the last year got relegated so we saw the Apex come into the scene with, and then Dignitas orb Apex and that was really the only way Dignitas got back in is they bought their way back in um, so the, some of the t- like currently established teams um, are definitely going to get the boot I think they said Dignitas and somebody else is going um and it, I think it's gonna be a team that is gonna draw in the most money. And I've the other the, the other team that I think is gonna get the boot is probably Phoenix One, just because they're new. There's not a huge social base established with them, um, and they didn't bring a, b- a big viewership, mind you. They started doing a little bit better with uh, the acquisition of one of the new junglers, but it's it's not gonna it's like their viewership is not gonna come close to uh, somebody who's like like envy uh, us, who, mind you. Their organization is huge, and it's got a huge uh, like it's been established in esports for years. Um, but they have the money. That's the, that's the other thing, right? So, I think is I think it's definitely going to be more uh, more money based than anything.
0: Um, just a kind of a side point about Team Envious, They also have confirmed a spot in the Overwatch League as well. Um, they will be based out of. Um, they will be the Dow's fuel actually, so obviously it's not team it's not the Dallas envious team or something like that um what would you feel about like if team solo mid got backed by the Golden State Warriors for example would you still have that kind of fellowship, or do you think that could be uh hurtful to major teams if TSM changed their name based on their location um that's one of the big problems I kind of see with uh the franchising, at least in League of Legends, that some of these developed teams is going to be weird changing their names over. Like, kind of, Dylan, Dylan, do you have any kind of
2: thoughts about that? Yeah, so, I know a lot of people, um, whenever they're supporting teams, even if the team kind of changes around, they really stick to the name itself and that they're kind of loyal under that name. So, if they were to come back under a different name, um, there is some, for sure, definite hardcore fans that will stay with it, but um, I know a lot of people, they'll see the name change and kind of get a little bit turned off by it um, which is which is a little bit unfortunate that that the name is so impactful but i i guess you know that drives home the point of the importance of a brand right
0: yeah no definitely i no i definitely agree with you and then james do you feel the same way or are you a little different on that um
1: the, 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 with tsm as the example um and i can't and they unfortunately they're the only uh, like outlier to this this point um, they, their bay Life thing was a, is a huge part of their slogan for a while is in the, in their founding years. So I think if they incorporate, like I, I can see the TSM execs being smart about this and being like, okay, if we're getting back, we need to try and associate the name into the brand as well. We still need to keep some sort of like connection. Right. But anybody else like counterlogic logic gaming, uh, cloud nine, if any of those guys go to, you know, like a, a Dallas fuel or a Shanghai dragon sort of thing. I think they. I think I agree. I think they will lose a decent amount of their fan base just because, like, like Dylan said, you know, it's that's the power of branding, right? Like, I don't, I can't
0: see it having the best impact. I really can't. Wow. Yeah. That's. I definitely. uh, I definitely agree with you both to a point. Um, One thing I want to bring up though is, I want to use the state of Iowa as an example. Um, They have no professional team of any sort right now. All they really have is college sports, and that's what they kind of revolve around. And the atmosphere around college sports in Iowa is probably more popular than professional sports in California, for example. They're extremely diehard. So I think having some of these teams possibly going to a new city, that yes, they'll lose kind of their general audience um, just kind of from their past years. But if they go to Dallas, um, TSM goes to Dallas, for example... They're going to get those Dallas diehard fans that now that they're Dallas TSM, they're going to support them now. So I definitely think that it's going to be both the ways that it's kind of going to go that there's going to be some fans lo- leaving, some coming, all that kind of thing. I think it's going to be different. Um, I think the viewership and the popularity of some teams could change drastically based on where they go. Obviously, New York is a huge city. There's a lot of people that carry, I mean, follow esports teams there. That could become a very popular and very rich team out of nowhere, just simply because of the city they're end. Yeah. Um.
1: Oh, go on. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So, and like that's a that's a that's a good point too. Like you you you, you lose the overall like maybe not the overall fan base, but the like maybe like the, the like the casual fan sort of thing. And then you pick up a lot of like regional pride too, right? Like like you said with like Dallas and stuff like that. And I mean that's the same thing with um, Counter Logic, for example. They got they got like. I think their controlling share is now owned by Madison Square Garden, so if they move to New York and be, you know be called something else, but that has New York in the name, they're gonna they're gonna acquire a massive fan base, right? And like that, and like that's a good point making the the Iowa State the comparison. Like you were gonna get these fans who are so like it doesn't matter what what their team like what the sport is or you know. um or anything like that they're just going to be stoked that their region or their area had something attached to the name and
0: they're just all going to move over to that right no yeah and i definitely kind of agree with that and that's kind of the point i was making there and that it'll be interesting to see, and i think where the teams land will make a very big difference on how they kind of go um but yeah dylan do you have anything to kind of speak on that or are you just kind of going to agree with the uh Popularity on that one. Um, I would definitely
2: agree with with all those sentiments that you just gave, and I'm actually super hyped for it because I want my regional teams and I want to be able to cheer for them. Because that sounds, you know, that sounds really hyped to be honest. Like, um, I live out like in the DC area, and it would be actually just super amazing to be able to like look up the the stats on like, you know, how all the DC teams are doing. And at the bottom, it's like, oh, DC um, did really well in like league and. Uh, overwatch this past weekend like that'd be that'd be sick right
0: yeah so yeah this is kind of a fun question i want to ask you so out of the 10 current teams so we have cloud nina cloud nine counter logic gaming echo fox FlyQuest, immortals phoenix one team dignitas team envy team liquid and team solo mid which one would you prefer the most to come to your local area if you had to pick just one of them to be your regional team and let's take uh tsm out of there because they're just doing so well right now
1: I would for, for me and unfortunately like I mean I'm a little I'm a tad biased because I almost I would like to see a team come to Canada I wouldn't say specifically Nova Scotia because uh you know we're not we're like we're we're not exactly doing that well um but if we were to get a team to Toronto I would love to see either counter I guess counter logic or cloud nine one of or even immortals too like that would be great um but other than that, though, that's those would be the the big ones I'd be after. It'd be, it, like, that being said, it'd be awesome to see anybody come up here. But, I mean, you know, it's it, Canada's not the most popular place for uh, for eSports, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, but um, I think that could actually, I didn't really think about that. For me, I've always been assuming that all 10 teams will be in the United States. But I think a lot of people forget that the NALCS obviously has the rest of North America and that Canada and Mexico's in there. And I definitely think maybe if they're not in the initial 10, I mean, Toronto would be somewhere that I think would be very cool to kind of uh, have a team one day.
2: But yeah, uh, Dylan, what do you uh, what would be your? Pick- um, I don't have any uh, strong team followings in leagues, so I honestly I'd be happy if anyone came over to DC. I know Philly is getting a an Overwatch team, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna, you know, be really quick to throw another team kind of on the East Coast like that because. I could definitely see East Coast getting super stacked with esports teams and kind of other regions.
0: And they kind of already are. Yeah. So right now they have one in Boston, they have one in New York. Um, so yeah, let's actually go switch over to um, Overwatch real quick. Um, so there's the 10 teams and they have one in Boston, one in New York, one in uh, London, which is Cloud9. Um, just kind of found that a little interesting there, even though that they're in the NALCS. They are going to be the london team for overwatch um they have two teams in los angeles one will be the immortals and one will be just owned by a lot of money um we have the misfits in miami and orlando um we have nrg in san fran envy in dallas um optic in houston uh philadelphia is just um, backed by comcast and then we have the shanghai and uh Seoul teams both just backed by money um what do you think that going with the international league for overwatch is going to be beneficial or is it, are they biting too much off the apple and they're just going to be too overwhelmed with it? What do you guys think about that?
2: I don't think they're going to be too overwhelmed at all. I mean, it's, it's blizzard for sure. And, um, I I would say blizzard had a lot of hiccups, um, in the early days of esports, um, specifically with Starcraft, but I mean, they've been in the game for a long time now. Um, they had plenty of time to, you know, really take in their resources, get the right people in there and kind of study what different organizations are doing, like what's a riot doing and all that. And they definitely been um, poking and prodding in small areas for this. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie, it is a really big thing to to overtake and it's going to be a really big push. Um, but I think if 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 there's any company out there that's going to be able to pull this off, I, I definitely think it's going to be a blizzard.
1: Yeah, um, I was I was, I kind of put some more thought into it after I, I, I made my initial point of it almost seeming like a tad overwhelming, but I, I find a huge problem that I'm seeing with contrasting with League, um, is that where they're divided up into regions, you see, like, like, for example, Korea dominates League of Legends, so if, if Overwatch is doing what they're doing now, and Seoul's already getting a team, um, Having them in like integrated from the get-go, I think will uh, will cause a lot of people just not to expect, you know, the American the American teams just kind of get slaughtered if they're already in like in, like you know in a in a world composite if they're already starting at a world base right. I think that is a is a really smart move because. You like all these teams just for the like for the players specifically. Like they they are going to get exposure to the other regions and the play styles and everything like that. And I think you're going to see a lot more. Like uh, I think it's going to bring viewership to see all these different styles clashing all the time, right? With with Europe as well. Like I I think it's going to actually be a really good thing. And I think yeah, like like Dylan said, I think I think Blizzard is definitely the one to pull it off. Um, with watching being able to watch, you know. For example, like the collapse of ESL, who originally had League, and then were plagued by technical problems and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I, I will agree that this is probably a good move for them.
0: Yeah, man, um, I think, of course, you want it to work. I mean, with it being Blizzard, with there being so much money back behind it, I mean, why would anyone that loves esports not want it to work? Um, Of course, I am worried, though. I mean, it's not as... People aren't as get against it anymore. But when it first was announced, there seemed to really be kind of a negative kind of feel around it. That a lot of people weren't liking the idea of that's the way that they're going. And I think there's kind of the same way about uh, League of Legends going the same way. But that's just the internet complaining and that's never going to change. But I think it's going to be very big. I'm just afraid that it might grow too quickly. That obviously this first season... Um, There's just going to be the 12 teams, and that's all they're going to be. But I'm worried about the second batch of 12 teams or something kind of like that when they start really scrambling to find that more money that if maybe the league doesn't perform very well the first year. There's not enough viewership. I think for the takeoff and the first season is going to go well, I'm just worried about the longevity of it because there is so much money going into it right off the bat that if it's not a home run with the esports kind of industry it could fall flat on its face and it could be a big step backwards for esports because there's i don't even know how much money being put into it but more than anything else in esports to this point good,
1: so i think yeah yeah go on. yeah yeah, that's a, that's a good point because um like with the, with the lcs the lcs is like a tried and true thing we know it works we know it worked with no money like there was like when the, the NA, when the LCS started, there was there was really nothing for investment really going into it, and now Overwatch is like, seeing the, the the takeoff of other stuff, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, this already works. Let's chuck a ton of money at it and see, like you know, and expect it to do well. And that's that's a scary part. Like, what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't do? Like, what if it doesn't last? Right? And that's that's a really good point. It's kind of scary to be honest.
0: And really, I mean, there can never be an Overwatch two. As long as this league is really going. Or at least not anytime soon. Because they're devoting so much money into the Overwatch League. And sure they could do an Overwatch 2 or something kind of like that in the long run. But I just don't feel like shooters as a whole make kind of like meta changes or anything kind of like that. Obviously there's still patches and stuff like that. But in three years from now, there's just going to be a couple new champions. A couple new maps. But it's going to be the same thing. Well, that's why I kind of see the struggle of the Overwatch League lasting in the long run, because they will need to make pretty big changes each season to keep relevant and keep people interested from it just being the same thing over and over again. While League of Legends, the meta can change. I mean, they can introduce Rift Herald. They can change the Elemental Dragons. They can do things that keep the game style pretty much the same, but it's still game-changing enough that it changes now that before 20 minutes there's a big objective to go for um in the river and that changes things up so i'm just worried that overwatch doesn't have what it takes to last in the long run because shooters get bland after being played and watched over and over and over again actually i mean that may just me but what about i actually you disagree
2: um completely with that statement because i think what, what you really? said is a hundred percent true for normal shooters, but Overwatch is a team-based shooter, which is very, very different, actually. Um, so, if you would say the same thing for, like, CSGO, I would totally be on board with it. But for Overwatch, it's it's a shooter, but honestly, it's it's a lot like a MOBA, to be honest. Like, in, in terms of feel, because um, I mean, not only are they just, like, adding a ton of characters all the time, um, but they're doing the map rotations, adding new maps into it, um, and then they're adding, like, different different modes. I know, like, um, their Deathmatch and Capture the Flag modes were more just, like, a casual kind of thing, but, like, you could see that they're definitely experimenting with that kind of stuff. Um, and on top of that, they actually do a lot of balance changes to the game that, like, really affect things. And on top of that, just doing small changes, like adding different characters, will shift the, the meta pretty hard. Um, I mean, just, like, recently, they made a bunch of changes to Mercy to essentially... I mean, she she acts, like, uh, very similarly, um, but her entire kit was just completely changed around. And Blizzard's definitely not afraid to do that at any moment's notice, just to take a character and just change their kit around um, so that they function differently. Um, I know they did that in the past with uh, Symmetra, too. Just, like, just changes their kit. Um, and I think that's actually going to be good for, for Overwatch and this kind of thing of where... They're they're totally willing to just change things and shift things, and on top of that, the the strategy in the game um, you can have a lot of different meta shifting strategies that just kind of come about. Um, granted, a lot of them are a little bit cheesy and kind of one off things because once you see it once, it's like oh well, there's a new there's a path here that obviously if you have this composition you can take, and people will be looking out for it. But I mean, there's still like little tricks and stuff that that I would say keep it fresh.
0: Okay. Yeah, I guess that's coming from I'm not, I'll be honest I'm not that big in Overwatch, I don't play near as much, I don't follow it near as much as I follow League of Legends so I'm always going to be a little more biased towards that but no, that's actually really good to know and I guess I didn't know too much going about that and I think, well first off CSGO is still gaining quite a bit of popularity, not gaining but still has quite a bit of popularity despite it being the same thing over and over again so maybe taking back my point there, I mean if CSGO Obviously, things change over the couple of years, but the game is primarily the same over the last couple of competitive seasons and the popularity is still there. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can't make that assumption about Overwatch um, before it even started. I, should really give more I mean, you it. can make
2: the same argument about, like, Smash Bros. Melee. I mean, that game has been the same thing True. for, like, I don't know, like, like, yeah, like, like, actually, it's almost getting to that point of where we can say decades, plural. So,
0: yeah. No, that's, uh, those are actually really good points that I, sometimes, yeah, I just gotta, yeah, that's, those are just great points that I couldn't, I can't really make a counter but argument. But actually the, the counter argument,
2: that kind of argument I was getting at, I don't know if, if that, um, a game that's just like completely solid and the same all the time is good though. I mean, I think you're going to have to have games that, um, change very radically, have a lot of new characters, like definitely like League, if you want to capture a really big, um, casual audience, cause I mean, Smash Bros. is huge, but everyone who's into it is basically someone who plays the game for the most part. Um, but for esports to really hit that, like, stride and to take off, you need to get to a point of where you have more people watching than actually play these games. And I think I think having things change around a lot could, could be the answer to that. It,
1: it, okay. Uh, yeah, no. And I, I, I agree with Dylan. Like, it, it is. Um, it is more, like, I mean... Overwatch is is is, is or it took a lot of things from like Team Fortress and stuff like that, um, where it t- like it took the classes like the different types of like characters and stuff like that. And I agree, like it, it, it'll definitely be it'll definitely do well. But to build on Dylan's counterpoint, um, there th- Blizzard needs to be smart about recognizing when things are getting scare- sterile or when things are there's something blatantly broken about the game and they don't let it fester and go too long, and like we took it took a long time for for the newest character to come out um I believe it's doomfist correct me if i'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's right who it is right yeah 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 so it, it, but that was something that was in the works for ages right so and I understand that there was two two new characters out prior to him but I, I, if it's gonna reach a, like a global scale which they' which they're doing now I feel like there needs to be more flexibility and stuff like that like I understand like the meta recently only changed... It was, it was like, the same for a little while. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I don't know how often the meta needs to change and how often characters need to be released to keep a global audience, like, enticed. You know what I mean? I mean, League in comparison has, like, 100-plus champions. Like, in which... Now mind you, only so uh, like a handful of them are meta at the moment, but you know you see you see the odd pick you see the odd pocket pick that it's like somebody's just that good with that one particular champion to make it work and i'm c- I'm concerned that overwatch isn't going to have that I don't now again, I don't follow too much of the overwatch pro scene to know if that's also something that people bring into play like you know um I don't like even even like meta champions, I'm not too sure like who like if the meta flexes that much that it can even incorporate like somebody's just uh, like individual skill with a particular champion uh, I guess Dylan you're probably the the, the the resident expert on that so as of right now man <laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, I mean I, I wouldn't say uh, expert or anything but
1: yeah so I I, I don't know it, it's I, I I hate to take the neutral stance and sit in the fence but I'm kind of there like it could work and it could not work but like so that's
0: yeah, like it's it's kinda of concerning. I don't want to I'm not too sure. Well yeah, so I, I kinda of like where we're going on this topic. So let's kinda of start shifting it towards looking at these esports and esports as a whole on the national media, the international kind of media mainstream. So that when you start seeing Overwatch and League of Legends on T V, you start seeing it on Fox News on Saturday nights and not Fox News, but Fox on Saturday nights and stuff kinda of like that. Um So first off, let's kind of go with, what do you think, actually, we kind of talked about that a little bit. Are you afraid that when it hits the mainstream media that we're going to be limited by the people that understand what is going on? Do you think that there could be too much explaining that needs to happen for League of Legends to ever be mainstream? Or Overwatch, for when they're talking about abilities and things such as that? Do you think that kind of stuff will be a turnoff for the mainstream media or is there a way around that to make it so anyone that turns on the tv can understand what's going on i don't think
2: so um i mean whenever you're watching like a boxing match you're not sitting there watching like the intricate technique of how like you know he does this like roll under and comes up with a like an uppercut and he's doing it because 10 rounds ago he hit him here like you're not watching because that you're just watching two people hit each other and it's hype and i think the same exact thing can be said for league of where you see five people and five people come together and it's a giant group fight and there's flashing colors and people are you know using their alts and stuff and it's super hype and even if you don't understand it i i think you can still totally get enjoyment out of it
1: yeah i think i think the major backing to that is it's it's going to be even even less than the flashy alts and like the you know all that stuff i think it comes down to to money like i mean people are going to pay to have that on TV and to try and bring in more viewership. I think it's like, I mean, yeah, like as of right now, a lot of this is limited to Twitch and stuff like that, but with all these major corporations backing this organization and like this league, like it's not going to matter really. Like they're going to get casters who are skilled enough to be able to do it. Like, like Doha, for example, and Monte Cristo. And they're just going to, um, they're going to just force it on onto television because they can pay for it and they can afford it, and they want to expand like and try and bring in more money. So I think that's just it. Like you're not going to need uh, anybody explaining the intricacies and stuff like that because people aren't going to care. It's going to be on TV. I think it'll go. Like, I think it'll be picked up by the like the major like TV uh, TV stations anyways.
0: Um. Yeah. And I kind of agree with both you to a point, um, but I also am worried that. The audience is really capped. I think that the people that will even be interested in the big flashy scenes and that kind of stuff, all the fast-paced stuff, is really limited in people that are going to be interested. Like I don't think there will ever be a point where my mom would just turn on the TV and just have that on and sit down and watch it. Um, even if she does understand it, I don't think the flashy plays or anything that would do anything for her. But for football or hockey, she can turn that on and at least be somewhat entertained by what's going on is what I'm kind of worried about. That I mean, it's still a video game, and I think that kind of point is going to cap the audience. I think there will be people that can just turn on and watch it and just kind of be amazed by what's kind of going on without understanding it. But I still think that audience is capped pretty closely above the mainstream uh, audience of... uh, or like just a hardcore audience of esports right now. I mean, is that something you guys disagree with? Do you could either one of you ever seeing your mom turn on esports and watch it? I, I totally agree. I think
2: I think uh, that kind of generation. Um, it's just one of those things I don't think is ever really gonna click with them. And esports in the mainstream is just gonna kind of come up with with our generation. And our generation isn't watching TV. I mean, I don't own a TV in my apartment, and I've you know no desire for it. And I know. A ton of my friends are the same exact way, so I mean maybe it will never you know reach that 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 point of where it needs to be on TV. Now I definitely see you know in the future every single you know TI every year and every world being on TV, um, but as as far as like a weekly thing, I, I don't see it being as big as you know football. Um, I think viewerships are going to be the same, um, but I don't think they'll be on the same mediums, or
0: does it need to be on TV to be successful? No, I don't think so. Does esports ever have to be on TV? No, I
1: don't. It's it's successful now, and it's never really graced graced television. You know what I mean? So I think I think we're on a good pace now. That being said, um, with like I, I agree with Dylan. Like I own a TV, but I, I don't own cable. Like I I'm not pay, I can't I can't afford that. Right? Um, I now I think um, where in I'd say in like two decades when a lot of um, is horrible as it sounds It's like our, our parents' generation Starts, you know, phasing out Sort of thing, and our, and like Our current generation starts becoming the parents And stuff like that, that's when I could see it Reaching an even bigger scale You know what I mean? Where The, every generation is familiar With it and stuff like that, now mind you When our kids are like, you know, our age There's gonna be something even more insane You know that's like the big craze But I mean I think that's when you can see Like the cap change is when When the age group radically shifts But now I'm not too sure if anything is going to last that long That's a big thing
0: That's what my point just was about to be Like I guess the question is Do you think Overwatch or League of Legends have what it takes To stay relevant and keep Making money for the next 20 years For that to hit that Second spike of uh, Viewership that James is kind of saying
2: I don't think so um video games get kind of stale um games like like normal sports games um are kind of eternal and i mean even though a game like smash can be popular for a very very long time i don't think it's i don't think it'd be in the mainstream um popular that long because you know you have systems that come and go um there's constant innovation in the games industry and i think You know you see that in esports there's constant innovation in esports you have you know new esports come out you have games that are you know add on top of of everything like definitely games are coming out now that have a bunch of esports like features built into the games as opposed to all these games that just like organically became esports so i i don't really see a game like overwatch lasting 20 years um so i i think that is that kind of dynamic needs to still be fielded out a little bit.
1: Yeah, I, and like, that's a, that's a good point. Like, I mean, look at, look at, look at the original StarCraft. The original StarCraft only lasted, like, it lasted a long time. Like, you know, given that it was released in 98 and it only really started phasing out, I mean, early 2000s, I want to say. But like, I, to see something like League or Overwatch, even have maybe even a similar run i'm i hope it does i really do but to last like t- up, upwards of two decades yeah there's gonna have to be like major overhauls and stuff like that and leagues already kind of like adjusted with the times like i mean um their map when they came when it was first released in the beta and like season one and season two like i mean that that thing looked horrendous right but as the times evolved in every in the you know And the uh, the demand changed for something that looked cleaner and stuff like that. Like they adjusted. So as long as they're staying on top of it, I maybe not twenty, but I can definitely see them get a good run out of it. But as well as far as anything else, like I mean, CS:GO is already uh, on a fairly older platform. So for it to last up uh, up to that point, I don't know. They're gonna have to do some major overhauling. So I
0: don't I I don't think so either. I, I agree with Dylan. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, it's just so hard. Um, for these games, even that are constantly changing, to just stay relevant that long and stay interesting and keeping that audience forever. I mean, it's really kind of what it feels like for some of these teams. But, um, so, outside of Overwatch and League of Legends, do you think there are any games that the franchising model could work with?
1: Dota. I'm saying, like, I really think Dota would be the next big one. Um, If any of these open-world, like... Like constantly shrinking shooter, like uh, like like the the PUBGs, the H One Z ones, the um, Fortnite's If any of those can stay consistent on their own for a while, maybe one of those. Because I know I know PUBGs already. A lot of teams are already picking up PUBG teams as well. Um, if those stay relevant, I could see those going to that point as well. But they they need to stay relevant in their own cores.
0: Dylan.
2: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think Dota um, is is a game that's you know on that list. Um, in terms of other games, uh, I'm not really too sure on what what can really break through. Um, there's there is definitely a lot of um, you know kind of like one v one games, like a lot of the fighting games that I feel like I don't I, I don't think they'll go in that direction for sure. Um, but I think something. Interesting might happen with them with these these kind of regional things because you know if uh, an organization gets gets a region, um, you know they might break through in that region with other esports as well. So I, I think I think there'll definitely be some shift in in a few other games as well.
0: Definitely. So what if I told you guys that the NBA was already working on an NBA e League? What do you guys believe that, and what do you think of that? Your initial thoughts.
1: Do you mean like 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 two K? Like two K was getting. Yep.
0: To, uh, so this is currently in the works. Um, that a speaker at my school that I was working with, uh, he announced that Bucks Gaming was a new organization inside of the Milwaukee Bucks, and that they are hiring a manager, a coach, buying a house, um, and there's going to be a draft soon for the NBA E League that are based already out of pre-established NBA teams. So the Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago, um, I think Golden State, I don't know all the teams that are in it, but this is something that's happening right now. And do you think this ever has a chance of working or is the NBA just kind of throwing away money with this?
2: Throwing away money for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't see people who are into eSports really getting into like an eSports 2K. Um, I mean, there is an appeal somewhere there because – uh, like one of the very first like competitive gaming things that ever like came across my eyes was um, there used to be so many of those Madden tournaments, like the local Madden tournaments, and those were huge. And I remember seeing them everywhere. And I was like, "Oh, this is cool! They're doing a competitive video game thing with Madden." So I mean, there is an audience there, but I mean, it's definitely not the current current esport market. It's it's a it's a it's another one that's not in there. Maybe maybe people who do play 2K would be into it, but I, I don't know. I mean I I know
1: the the FIFA like the FIFA the, the, there is like pro FIFA players that and that has a distinct audience as well, and maybe that's just like maybe that's just you know isolated to like like the UK and Europe and stuff like that. But I I I agree. I think they're just I think they're like just mean like oh my god, video games are popular let's, you know, get every game we can, and we're going to get a team for every game that's, like, you know, kind of popular. I don't know. You, like, you get a look at thing at at this, at, like, at the baseline. People play video games because you're doing something that you can, you're never going to be able to do realistically, you know what I mean? So, for them to, uh, I think they are really grasping at straws grabbing pro 2K players. Um, They'd be smarter to grab, um, like, uh, a point Don made earlier, like, like, the fighting games, like, the 1v1 guys, like, move in, on, move in on Street Fighter, move in on uh, Smash, move in on all those ones, right? I think that would be a smarter thing to associate with a
0: with a major, with a major like, NBA name than anything. No, that's, that's such a really interesting point. But, so let's say somehow this E-League does take off and kind of works. How does 2K deal with the new game every single year? I mean, obviously there's a 2K 17, 18, 19, 20. Like, these games are going to keep changing every year. Do they just drop everything from like the last game and automatically move on to the new one? How do they kind of combat that in the scenario that this kind of ends up working out?
1: Um, they they'd probably move to what COD does. COD COD's has a decent uh, decent pro scene, and what COD does is that their season goes until October. The off season is from October till I think the end of November, and in that in that time frame the COD players are learning the newer COD. So I think they would move to that. Okay. They, they base their season around that and everything like, and go from
0: there. Interesting. Yeah, I guess I didn't know. I guess, again, Call of Duty, I mean, I've always played it, but I guess I haven't really followed the pro scene. But no, that actually is a pretty simple and actually really good kind of uh, way to combat that. But yeah, I just don't think it's necessary. I'd much rather see the Bucks invest in one of the League of Legends teams and kind of bring a team to Wisconsin at least for me uh it'd be cool to go down because they're building a new stadium and go watch an esports game in person but um outside of that the NBA league sure there'd be some people who watch it you're probably only ever seen it on Facebook but uh i think it's a nice try I, I like seeing that people are trying to make an attempt to getting into esports i just think that no one knows how to do it right now and like you guys are kind of saying they're just throwing money at it, grass and for straws, trying to get some segment in this huge industry that's kind of coming out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a bit. I think it's a big problem, unfortunately, for a lot of the. You gotta, you gotta remember, like a lot of these organizations are re- run by guys who are forty years older than us. You know what I mean? And yeah, for them to like, I mean, they, ha- I'm sure they have, you know, marketing and business execs who are like oh this is a this is a new thing we should try this but they don't know how they don't know how like that's the thing they don't know a lot of people aren't recognizing what's in what's what's popular and stuff like
0: that so yeah Yeah. it's i I agree just grasping grasping the straws but so i mean so do you guys have any kind of last observations last kind of comments or anything kind of on uh franchising as a whole or the mass media of esports kind of before we touch up I'm sure both of these topics will come back in our uh, discussion at one point. I mean, we'll obviously have to talk about uh, like when the League of Legends teams are announced. We can kind of do some reflections on that. But from our kind of our discussions today, is there anything you guys kind of wanted to touch on before we finish up here?
2: Um. Uh, you go ahead. Go, go no, you go, go ahead. ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian standoff. Um.
1: So I honestly I hate to say it, but this is like a wait and see thing. This is wait like this is seeing if something that works in other pro sports works with esports, and I'm it's just it it, we're gonna have to wait for this thing to evolve and see what kind of beast comes out at the end
2: yeah I definitely agree with that um basically you know I think it's a good thing there's gonna be some growing pains Um, it's either gonna do super well or it's gonna you know fall in face super hard Um, so I guess we'll just see yeah
0: Yeah, and of course like I kind of said We will definitely follow up on these. I mean, franchising is probably one of the biggest things going on in esports right now. So we're not just going to talk about it once, ignore it. I'm sure in a couple months when some pretty big things that came around, when the Overwatch League kind of starts up, we'll definitely touch on that. Whenever there's big announcements, we'll pop them in here and there. But outside of that, thank you all so much for tuning in for our very first podcast. Once again, this is the Esports Project, and I've had the honor of doing the first podcast with our host of James and Dylan. We do have one other guy on staff um, that will be joining us next week. He's a little under the weather. I know, unfortunate for our first week. But outside of that, thank you all so much for joining and listening. If you have any kind of uh, comments, if you disagree with us, um, you can find me on Twitter at NIMS41. Uh, Do you guys got anything you guys want to plug before we uh, sign off here? Um,
1: The only other thing, I guess, would be you can find me on Twitter as well as James A.R.E. Graham. and, yeah, feel free to reach out to me as well with any comments in regards to the podcast.
2: Yeah, same. You can uh, hit me up at Veal the number four real, It so says feel for real. Um, definitely if you had me, I love talking about esports. So
0: Yeah. Once again, thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week to talk about whatever we feel like talking about then. Until then, see you later, and this is The Project Esports.